Osiris. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages. I started doing that yesterday, and I, I like it as the intro. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Always Almost There, Day After Show Live. We are here today to talk about Oakland Night 2, September 26, 2023. And I'm here joined by uh, the pickleball menace of Colorado himself. Uh, you know, owner of a, a, of a lot of hair on his head. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, fresh off the course course fresh off the courts mr jive goose hello 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 how are you fantastic how are you good to good, I'm, I'm, I'm good doing... to see your face here on the pod yeah man it's been a minute uh <clears throat> feels good it feels good to be back i'm mm-hmm. uh i'm actually uh i'm up at my friend brian uh brian treese on on twitter if anybody knows him really good guy one of my closest oldest friends he lives up in Buena Vista, about half an hour north of where I'm at. So I'm I'm up here for some for some pickleball kind of every day this week. So just using his his house as my home base for today. I had to come on today uh, <laughs> because there's, there's a lot yeah. a lot happening. Well, uh, to be I honest, see. look, I I don't want to I don't want to get too hi- hyperbolic right off the bat, but this Oakland two night run <laughs> was an absolute legendary performance by me and fantasy goose yeah so we'll 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 get into that a little bit uh and then we'll talk about the the music as as well at some point but uh but yeah happy to be here ryan uh so yeah let's let's do it have have any pickleballs been renamed wilson by chance ryan molnar wants to know so you know wilson wilson isn't really in the in the market a lot of tennis brands you know have crossed over um, you know, Wilson, not so much, uh, but as soon as they do, you know, I'll be, I'll be all over it. Mm-hmm, of course. And, and I like the shirt, uh, you know, very, very subtle repping, uh, of the, yes, today. yes. Yeah. Big shout out to Dave, uh, and the gibberish guys. Um, I was fortunate enough to get my hands on 
on uh, on a number of the you know the 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 pieces from this latest collab I, and this latest collab I thought was fire. I mean, I, it was they've always done really good st stuff together. Uh, this was my favorite, and yeah, I was so happy. I've got a little bit of a connection with Dave through where I live, and you know through his sister who lives in my in my town now. So uh, yeah, really awesome guy. Stoked to uh, like I said to to be able to rep this stuff. It looks great on the court. Uh, any other players sure. out there? Yeah, you got you got to get that gibberish gear uh, because it, you, you look great on the court. When you look great, you play great, and I mean it's it's phenomenal. And, and, I mean it's 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 the shirt of the Golden Goose champion. You know, like it, that's the the official attire of winning Golden Goose two shows in a row. Yeah, yeah, back to back. Uh, has it been done before? I don't know. Uh, the double double G's. So. Um, yeah. This yeah. is why I, I'm, I'm sad Neil couldn't make it here today because I, I really like, you know, there, there's something special about the two of your fantasy goose banter. Uh, and so I'm, I'm sad that we can't, you know, offer that to today's listeners. Uh, but don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Come, come the tour recap. Well, there's sure to be lots. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, it's understandable why he didn't want to come on today. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, and, 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 uh, you know, before we dive into the show, while we're still on the topic of fantasy goose here, shout out to, uh, Brad Solari for keeping the, the top spot warm for you, uh, for the first half of the tour. Um, Oh, is that who was up there? <laughs> yeah. Ha, ha. Yeah. Well, you knew because as you said last night in the group chat, Jive yeah, Goose doesn't scroll down. Yeah, no, no. Brad's, Brad's been crushing it. Um, and he's, you know, he's doing the work on the set list side of things too, um, you know, which is great. You know, he's, he's a, he's a solid guy looking forward to seeing him actually, I think next week. So yes, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. Good. We're, you know, I could talk for next week. Uh, 45 minutes about how excited I am for next week. Um, but we probably don't have time good. today. No, we're going to, we're going to dive into the show. Uh, and we do it. We do have a guest joining us in, in a little special bit. guest, um, it's very, very special guest. Uh, you know, we talk about him a lot on this podcast actually. Um, but you know, let's, let's, let's talk about this show, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, B, since you haven't really been on the day after shows so far, oh, perfect timing. Right before we're about to dive in, we've got Mr. Brian Brinkman joining Boom. us today. Hello, Brian. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Yeah, Thanks doing for coming. great. Thank you for coming. Thank you you know, we, we, we name drop you on every single episode of this podcast, so it was time <laughs> that we had you on. <laughs> yeah, so I just have my... I have my pods for you guys just programmed to the name drop so I can just get caught up really quickly. So, Perfect. so thank you guys. How, it makes it. How are you? How are you, Brian? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I've been, uh, enjoying this fall tour. I enjoyed, uh, goose's debut just outside of Missoula, Montana, technically Bonner where the Catalano's amphitheater is located, but I can assure you all that maybe five people from Bonner were at that concert. Uh, amazing spot for the band to play uh, an incredible show. And it's been a ton of fun to follow. Um, these shows are starting a little bit later than I'm able to handle at this point in my life, but waking up to fresh boards is a new goose experience. You know, usually we have to wait a couple of days for all that to happen. So I wake up, take the dogs for a walk and listen to some, uh, some great jams. It's been fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. So five, Five people only from so Bonner's not a hundred percent sold. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like to me. Okay, no, it's uh, um, show it's more Tana. of a panic demographic. Let's uh, let's say that. But Missoula is very goose friendly. That's good. 
Jive Goose is alive. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for noticing. Yeah, I'm, I'm thriving, actually. So well, thank you. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, you know, unfortunately, uh, none of us were at the show last night, uh, but we've all heard it. You know, I, I stayed up uh, for the webcast last night. Um, and so we're going we're gonna to share some thoughts here. Anybody, of course, feel free, as always, as we're talking about things, let us know in the chat whether you agree, disagree, think we're idiots, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. <laughs> Um, but we're going to dive into the show here and we're going to start with uh, the first few songs of the set. We'll start with you, Brian, uh, you know, kind of getting us easing into the night, if you will. Dr. Darkness, All I Need, Lead Up. What do you think of these three? I thought Darkness and uh, All I Need were a great one-two punch. Um, in terms of like the pure rock songs that Goose has that can be used as an opener, I tend to really like Dr. Darkness. I think that it has... Uh, just like a really interesting story behind it. And like the imagery that I get out of the lyrics, I really enjoy. Um, you always get kind of the weird sonic energy on either the front or back end of it. But this all I need is really good. It's only 13 minutes, but like, I think the term you tend to use, Ryan, is efficient uh, goose jamming. That is your endless defense of the San Francisco Wisteria Lane from 2022. All is right. As efficient <laughs> as possible. Um, but this all I need is very efficient. It gets right to the point. There's no kind of messing around. The band modulates a little bit and they get into a space that within like five to six minutes of the song, you're just like deep into a jam here, you know, right at the start of the show. And that's always a really exciting moment. That's something that ever since I started listening to this band has been one of the great appeals is there's no, there's no part of the set list that is off limits for exploration especially with a song like all i need that you know can open a show with a 26 27 minute long version you're always going to have an opportunity there so really dug that um probably after that it's it's place for a ballad um lead up uh you know serves as a good ballad with a bit of a, of a build on the end of it what'd you guys mm. think I, I thought I thought this was a good way to open the show you know dr darkness uh one of, one of those first set tunes that i, I figured was coming uh, last night, and I, I feel like it works well in the opener slot. Uh, you know, get 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 the night going. Yeah, your point. Just we, we talked yesterday a lot about how the band felt a little bit tired on Monday night, uh, a little bit lower energy at times. Uh, immediately, as you know, they rip into all I need. Like Rick is Rick is just you know playing with so much more energy. The whole band feels tighter and more locked in than they were on Monday. And yeah, they get they get to some amazing places in this thirteen minute all I need. I really really wish. I had gone a little bit longer, or, you know, we would have gotten a second jam, something like that, um, you know, push it to the point where it could have uh, made the playlist. But this is definitely well worth your time uh, to go to go and check out. Really great jam here. And then, yeah, lead up is just the best song. Uh, I'm never going to complain about seeing it in a set list. Mr. Jive. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You guys, you guys hit on hit on some good points there. Yeah. You know, darkness is. Uh... You know, it's not it's not my favorite song in the catalog, mm -hmm. right. Um, right? But uh, you know, not a bad opener. Um, there could be worse, um, <laughs> you know. So, but 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 here's the thing that's funny is you get to the end of that Doctor Darkness, and I feel like there's other openers like this too, where I, I almost feel like I in in the seconds as it was ending, like. I felt like like I heard all I need coming, like a little bit of a premonition there. But even if it wasn't all I need, I I feel like that's just a really good. I feel like darkness is a really good setup tune mm -hmm. for a big banger to to come out, you know, right? Because you know, 
I did feel like they were going to come out firing last night. Um, so even with the darkness opener, I, I kind of, I kind of felt like, oh yeah, I mean, they're going to go big here. If they don't do it out of the gate, they're not going to wait too long. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's interesting too, what you said, Brian, about, about all I need. I kind of feel like with all I need, I kind of feel like this is one of those songs for them where they can slide into the jam so easily. Now they've been playing, you know, this song has been around forever for them. Yeah. And I mean, I think Rick wrote this one when he was like seven. And so it's, they're so acclimated to this song. It's like second nature for them. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it, we t- you, know, you say efficiency and whatever. It's like, yeah, that's a great point. I mean, this is a song for them where they can very efficiently get into it. Um, and they do that. And, and, you know, frankly, that's kind of, I think that's why these jams where you see all I need on the, on the nugs come up and it's 14 minutes and you're like, oh man, well, that must've been a bummer, you know, yeah. but, they, they, they get into it. So they slide in and it's hot right away and mm-hmm. they, they, they quickly take it to interesting new places. And so, yeah, you know, 14 minutes, that's, that's still a really, a really good jam with, with some nice improv in there. And, uh, and yeah, I think I, they obviously feel good about, about the single jam, all I needs. And it, it lets them stretch their legs, mm-hmm. uh, create something great for everybody. And then uh, yeah, let's move on. It doesn't need to be 25 minutes. Um, that's nice once in a while to get that, but um, you, you just—I feel like you can't go wrong with with all I need. And right. yeah, that's why it was my eight pointer too, because you know, <laughs> I guess I guess the premonition started before Doctor Darkness even. So, <laughs> um, and the, I also love lead up. Um, you know, such a such a good just such a good song. Like that that feels like it would be a really good radio song for them. Honestly. What? No one, no one's ever said that before. That's a new take. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's gonna happen. It's gonna be their their NBC must see TV uh, ballad, uh, big hit. That's gonna whatever the next generation of this is us uh, is lead up is going to end some you know yeah. massive epi- episode mm-hmm. and is going to become the biggest goose song ever. I just and, feel yeah. it in the bones. So. Are are you saying that uh, Shapiro is talking to some Hollywood execs about maybe? <laughs> you never know. Like, listen, listen. It, I urge everybody: if you have not seen the Madison Huvan '90s music video for "Lead Up," go go find that on Twitter because it is it is art, and and you will never be able to unsee it every time you listen to the song. It's it's truly truly beautiful, and everyone should go. Uh, everyone should go find it. Oh, we've got Brad Solari in the chat. Hello, Brad. Uh, come to watch Jive Gloat. Oh, and he couldn't miss it. Ladies and gentlemen, he's here. He made it. <laughs> I, I just I couldn't stay away. Uh, I have terrible <laughs> audio, so I'll only stay for a minute. But uh, I just I saw you guys, and I just felt like I had to be here in the presence of Fantasy Goose legend <laughs> Jive Goose. Jive oh. G Goose. Um, so here I am. Thank you I for know. having yeah. me. Well... <laughs> But now that Neil's here, we're gonna we're gonna dive into the first uh, couple of big jams of the night here. You know, after kind of getting getting our toes wet with all I need, we've got Elizabeth, Western Sun, and Yeti. Man, this you know Elizabeth has just been so so incredible this year. Um, oh. You know, it's funny if if you look at a, a, a set like this, a first set like this, you know, back in 2021. Obviously, you know, two of the songs didn't exist in 2021. <laughs> Ryan Molnar, congrats on breaking out of the shower during the day, Neil. Uh, sorry, um, but Elizabeth, 
uh, has just been jamming so well this year in a set like this, where you'd be like, oh, there's an Elizabeth and a Yeti, you know, not much to look at here. Elizabeth has returned to jam vehicle status in a big way. You know, it was like that in 2019, 2020. And so it's amazing what they've been doing with it this year. And this is the second Bay area, Elizabeth this year, as, as people have been calling it. Um, and what an absolutely beautiful, beautiful jam they get into here. Uh, I, I was blown away last night and I was blown away listening this morning. Definitely on the playlist here, um, but just a, a truly spectacular jam. Um, loved it. Loved it. Uh, Jive, you got thoughts on this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it's uh, I was I was a little bit surprised. So I'm one of these guys where, you know, I kind of. You know, we debate this a, a little bit about, you know, is is Peter looking at what they played in the Bay Area earlier this year? I, th I, I think he is. He's told he's told us that that he does that. Now, that doesn't mean that there will 100 percent. It will be 100 percent no repeats, you know. So but at the same time, I, I don't load up my fantasy picks with repeats because I kind of feel like they are going to err on the side of, of no of as few repeats as possible. Put it that mm -hmm. way, I guess. Um but man, they love they love a Bay Area Elizabeth because you know you, you you mentioned the one earlier this year, but you know then the last San Fran show last year, uh, you had the, the Liz there as well. So yeah, I feel like if you see Goose in the Bay Area, you you're just gonna get a, get an Elizabeth, right? So uh, you know, take your take your quick break, but get back for the jam. Like that's, <laughs> that's my that's my civilized. Advice, you know? Would you call it? Would you call it a civilized break? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't have that memorized, but yeah, that's a, that's a great, that's a great little meme that you're referring to. Um, it was, look, it's like getting an SOS in Missouri. You know, it's right. Yeah. You're, you're there's guaranteed like a 100% chance you're going to get that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you know, this is, this is another great, look, I, this one actually is probably my favorite, um, because they did that, the soft section I mean, it was so delicate um, mm. and, you know, they really kind of took their time and, and everybody was playing so softly. It was, it was gorgeous. Um, and then with, with all the patience, you know, they could muster, they built that up. And I, I, I just, I thought it was so pretty sounding and, and then they, you know, that, yeah. And then they, they just, they hit that peak like they do and, and yeah, yeah. I mean, I really like this. And you know, wh whatever one they just did recently, uh, you know, was also really good. But yeah, I thought, I thought the the list from last night. I mean, it's it's, it's really good. I mean, yeah. I, I, is it is it the jam of this first set? I'm probably you yeah. Know. I I would I would say so. I would say so. Neil, uh, want to hear from you uh, on this Liz here? Uh, can we let Brian Brinkman go first so I can steal his takes? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that seems that seems reasonable. All right, Brian. Uh, no, no, no. I, like I'll go quick because then I should probably leave because uh, I don't want to subject anybody to my audio anymore. But um, this Liz is awesome. You know, I listened to it first thing when I got up. It's the first thing I put on, and I've listened to it twice more. Listen to the drip field later in the show, like also three times today. But this is, I mean, it's really good, and like Liz is a banger. Whether whether you want to believe it or not, Elizabeth is a banger, and it you know. Here it is. That's really all I got to say. Like, you know, Jive already talked about, like, these really beautiful soft sections in it. Uh, reminds me of, like, the last time they were out in San Fran. Like, similarly gorgeous. I think this version actually makes me appreciate that version more. Mm. I think we kind of wrote that one off, and we're like, well, it's a one-off. And, like, 
now here we have two in very recent times that are exceptional. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Neil, you do you do sound good. Like you're you're you know you should stick around if you can stick around. Uh, but yeah. Brian, let's let's hear your thoughts on the Elizabeth here. I mean, you and I were texting about it this morning. We've talked a lot about um, you know, uh, from a jamming standpoint, I've felt. The last four to five months have been very Rick heavy and and very Rick focused. And mm-hmm. while the obvious you know talent is there and 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 the reason for like him leading so many jams is there, where my interest has always gone with jamming in general and really with Goose uh, in in the last two or three years is kind of the more democratic approach and the more it's getting kind of weird spaces and see what happens. And so on the one hand, you know an Elizabeth like this that moves into a very beautiful bliss space that then leads up to a, you know, rewarding peak. Some people could just, you know, kind of ho-hum that and it's, you know, it keeps happening over and over again. But like this version is you were talking about Jive, like it gets so quiet and so patient and the interplay between Peter and Rick really showcases Peter on the piano in a way that I just loved hearing um, it sounds as though they're in absolutely no rush. It sounds as though the band just kind of found themselves in a musical space that they don't want to even try to escape from and try to move towards a peak. And then you get this just emotionally driven solo from Rick mm-hmm. that reminds me definitely of the San Francisco Elizabeth, but um, of two Madavans from earlier this year, the San Francisco one from, I believe, 428 yep. and the April 1st one, um, my previous jam of the year from the Ryman. Where Rick just is, I mean, it's it's on par with, you know, 1994 Harry Hoods. It's on par with what, you know, Jerry Garcia would do at his best. I mean, there's there's a clear sense from what he's playing here that, um, you know, this is this is rare, you know, this is a rare feat for someone to be able to play uh, with this much aggression, but also this emotionally and, and drive to this extremely well-earned peak that midway through the set, makes you feel as though you've kind of gone on a journey with the band. Um, I am, I look at Elizabeth the way that I look at a lead the way in that um, if those songs did not have a jam, I don't know if I would love them as much as I do, but I know whenever Elizabeth starts, I know whenever lead the way starts that we're getting just a gorgeous bliss, bliss jam out of both of them. Right. And so whenever it starts, whenever I see a set list, I get really excited and a version like this is kind of that reward for every three to four versions you know, in a row, you get kind of, you know, good quality peaking Elizabeth's, but then you get one like this where you're like, okay, this is really what this song can do. Um, Mm -hmm. I absolutely love this here. I mean, I don't want to get us too far ahead, but like the Elizabeth Western sun Yeti, that is as quality of a, of a closing segment of a first set Mm -hmm. Western sun obviously has had some incredible jams, but doesn't necessarily need to. That's just a really, really good song. One of my favorite pure songs from them. And then Yeti, this is the first one, for me since uh probably the san francisco 2022 version to like really pop for me um i don't know if there's been any others in there that i'm overlooking but it just it felt like they were able to escape the song proper really quickly in a Mm -hmm. um you know really kind of clear communicative way and and jam and kind of a fun sort of uh cow funk method that that i really dug yeah, there's there's nice nice, nice clav in there, uh, of course. But yeah, I I, I believe. Nice correct clav. me if I'm wrong. I think this is the first jammed Yeti since like nine or three nine twenty two. Uh, three four twenty two. No, Nashville. they 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 jammed it in Royal Oak. 
Oh, it just wasn't as good. May <laughs> depends who you ask. There, there was no there was no strike on the webcast. Um, but yeah, this Yeti is really really good. I loved how they, as you said, Brian, immediately started jamming it out as, as soon as the jam started. You know, we, we've talked on this pod a lot about how Yeti can kind of get a little pedestrian and you know, like you know exactly what you're going to expect for nine ten minutes or so. Um, so it was really awesome to hear this one go, you know, out and yeah, just effortless groove. Uh, really nice peak. You know, don't, don't think this one is going to make the playlist, but really enjoyable listen and something that I, I'll, I'll definitely revisit. Jive, you had a, you had a comment. Well, I just, Brian made an interesting comment about lead the way mm-hmm. um, that, uh, you know, and, 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 and look, uh, I love lead the way, but you know, I'm a dog guy. And so I guess Jeff would, would call you. I, you put yourself on mute. Oh, sorry. I tap. I tap. So I, I guess. I guess according to Jeff, you know, you would not be a doggo guy. You'd be more of a cat guy than. Uh, I don't know. Do, do, <laughs> what do you have? At, do you have something at home? Do you, you must not have dogs. I have two. I have two dogs and uh, and one cat. I'm a, I'm I'm a both guy. You need. Yeah, but I would. Re- yeah. But I do. I do. I mean, lead the way is. It's it's a fun song. It's just like the jamming element of it uh, adds so much more to it. Yeah. Yeah, I just it's it's a heartfelt uh, you know love song to a dog, and I, I think I think that's what what touches my heart. And so <laughs> uh, I'm a dog and a cat guy for the record. So I just they don't, have, they don't really have any cat any cat songs, I guess. <laughs> but we digress. The Jive Goose Catio Building Service. Did you build a patio for Hire the dog? That's the question. That, right? that, like, that, is, that is the question. Well, they get they get the whole yard. You know what I mean? They get we have we have turf in the yard for the dogs. I mean, they get they get they got a little something special too. So, can we, Ryan? Do you have a picture of the catio that you can pull up? I I don't. I, I, don't, I don't. Sorry, but <laughs> everyone can take time. everybody who's watching right now or listening in the future can take your word for it. The Jive Goose did in fact build a patio for his cats. Neil, you got any thoughts on this Yeti? <laughs> oh, I want to talk about Yeti. Yeah. Checks before out. we move on, before we like, I, I don't want to you know go past this this yeti because it's it's really really good again so like don't throw things at me and say like it's you know just kind of just another yeti which like i think might even be fair to say that like it's it's not it's a not. jam of the year yeah. but it's it's really cool and probably mm-hmm. the coolest yeti in my opinion since the pines in 2021 ah. that yeti was also cool controversial at the time because some people really thought strongly that that should not be in the jam of the year playlist <laughs> uh and i'm glad that he's here to talk about it i felt pretty strongly that it should defend be. yourself um but you know here we are but no this one is really cool i think again i keep bringing this up and like maybe i'm off base but i hear it when i listen it just sounds like really like classic rock to me like it sounds mm-hmm. like goose I, I said this morning it sounds like goose is jamming out like werewolves of london uh, at, at mm. some points in that jam, I think Jeff said it sounded like the Commodores. I think he was more right than I was. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. There's just a classic rock feel to the jamming that Goose has on this tour, and it shows up big time in this Yeti. It's not as good as some of the other kind of jamming they've done, and like the the Rosewood from Borderlands, and you know the, the ones that every every time the Brosewood. Yes, if you want to call it that, <laughs> you must. Uh, but yeah, fantastic Yeti. It's like totally worth checking out. It's great. And I love this fresh approach to songs that can be pedestrian. Like you said, Ryan, they went out and they just jammed this one out. And it was, 
I think it's a treat for people, I guess, who listen to a ton of Goose. When they see Yeti on there, they're like, well, this I know what to expect, right? It's going to be seven minutes of Yeti, and then I can just, you know, I can just skip over this, and I know what I'm going to hear anyway. Right. But not in this instance. I think it's, I don't know, it's exciting. It's cool that they're doing this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Anyone uh, got any more thoughts on the first set here before we move further? Well, I just, I, I, I can't miss an opportunity to agree with Neil, um, <laughs> even though it happens all the time. Um, yeah, so, so Neil and I were at the Pines together. And, and, and so that, that's the sentiment, though. It's like, it's, that, that's a special part of being at those shows. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't have to be Jam of the Year to, <laughs> to be special. You know what I mean? Like, I, I bet everybody at that, I would have loved to have been at that show last night for that Yeti. You know, and been like, oh, yeah, dude, I saw that fucking cool, unique Yeti. You know what I mean? Just like we that's how we felt at the Pines. We were stoked that, you know, that we got that fire Yeti. And that was just a that's a blazing Yeti. I mean, that's just five months later. You didn't think so. Well, it's got a stack that, that now we're talking about, you know, relative to, to other things. But that's a separate conversation. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, no, super, super cool and fun. Um, you know, and, and, and yeah, I mean, that was a that was a. That was just, that was a really fun first set. I mean, I was mm-hmm. I was pretty psyched. I thought I might, you know, I didn't want to fall asleep, you know, too early. These these Pacific time shows are rough. It's a whole uh, hour even, later, for even you. for the mountain time people. <laughs> Good work, nice effort from you, Ryan. Uh, Thank you. You know, ma- making it through the night. Uh, we, yeah, we we were still messaging at like twelve thirty mountain time. So you yeah. uh, you you were a trooper. Good I have work. I have I have improved since fall 2021 on, on not falling asleep uh, during late <laughs> webcasts, especially when I'm on set list duty. That's actually from actually like last year, I was still falling asleep. Um, the, the infamous Vegas show where I fell asleep at the end of the first set and woke up during don't be cruel. Dude, I was really confused those, why there was an Elvis impersonator. On yeah. Stage. Those, those hard kombuchas sneak up on you, man. You gotta, <laughs> I feel like you've, you've dialed that back a little bit, which is, Oh man! That's smart. All right. That's smart, All right. especially at your age. Your young age. Thank you. you know what I mean? Thank you. <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let, let's dive into set two here. Uh, we've got Atlas Dogs, Creatures, Knights in White Satin. Uh, it's starting us off. I really like Atlas Dogs in this slot. I think you know we we, we were talking the last time it was played. Uh, maybe it gets a little bit um, predictable in the first set, you know. And so I I think sim- similar to Doctor Darkness, you know, you you mentioned using it as like a setup for what's coming next. Atlas Dogs works best anywhere in the show as a setup right now. Obviously, it wouldn't if they decided to start jamming it again. Goose, please start jamming Atlas Dogs again. Um, but the way it is right now, it works really well as a setup for something. You know, like five minutes, we're going to you know get, get going, warm back up into the set, and then dive into a big jam. I was personally expecting Wisteria here. Uh, I, you know, I feel like we're, we're kind of waiting for the next Wisteria uh, on, on the tour. Um, but, you know, Creatures was a good choice as well. You know, fun, pretty run-of-the-mill version, uh, but still great. And then the first Knights in White Satin since last October, uh, in o- OKC, 77 show gap, Neil. 77 show gap. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's what I got on these first three. Who wants to go next? I just want to give a big shout out to Atlas Dogs as a as a song that should just be played more. I'm I'm cool with it jamming. I also I got my first one uh, at Goosemas last year and was just it's it's one of those songs like I find um, Goose. I found this with Fish as I was first starting to see them that 
it'd be a song you would kind of just like hear as you were listening to shows and not pay a ton of attention to. And then you see it and you actually see the intricacy of it and you see what all the band members are doing. And Atlas dogs is one of those songs that just kind of blew me away when I saw it for the first time. Um, this creatures is, uh, 17 minutes of carbs. It's, um, you know, it's, it's a creatures jam that stays within creatures and is a dance party and is a ton of fun. Um, yeah, it's uh it's good stuff. I, I I think Creatures is one of those songs that like it sometimes can be a challenge for them to break away from the song. Like we're gonna talk about another song like this uh towards the end of this set that um the structure of the song caters to a long version, but it doesn't necessarily cater to breaking out of the structure of that song. And sometimes you get really great versions like the 423 creatures is one of my favorite gems of the year. Um, overall, um, this one just kind of stays in the pocket and grooves and is just a ton of fun throughout there. I think it would have been a lot of fun in the room. Um, I don't know how much I'll go back and listen to this, you know, in, in, uh, uh, in hindsight. Mm -hmm. Neil. Yeah. Not much to say about these first few songs. I think there are other songs in the set I'm dying to talk about, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <we> well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's when you do the day after show a bunch that you run out of superlatives for, for Atlas dogs, right? Right. It's, it, it's coming in an opener slot. I mean, this time it's coming in the second set. Um, yeah, pretty cool creatures. I mean, yeah, it was, it was a pretty cool creatures. Uh, not, it was not legend Valley creatures. And no, you know, thankfully uh, for us. thank, thankfully Vickers is not here. Uh, yeah, when, that, when that got exactly. brought up, uh, jive, you got anything on Atlas dogs, creatures, knights, no, no, and I and I, so I did take a I did take a little nap. Uh, <laughs> so, so I I uh, I completely missed the the nights in White Satin, uh, and then I and I I came to uh, during during the drip field. Which yeah, I mean, look, let's let's go to this drip field because I, yeah. I think that's the one we all want to talk about. Take it, and uh, yeah, another. So the last two versions, uh, this one and and Bonner, uh, have both been really really good. Um, and and in fact, I'm excited to spend a little bit more time with with both of them as I'm kind of going through my my playlist and things like that. Um, I, I think right off the bat, I I had Bonner just 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 a touch ahead, but I just I I mean, look, I I know Brian has a lot of thoughts on this, and Neil does too. So I'm not going to say too much about it, other than just you know, kind of emphasize how much I enjoyed it and how kind of refreshing it is to hear them, you know, do a little something different. Because yeah, I mean, it takes it takes time off the clock, you know what I mean, to to play this song. So yeah. I think it really I think it really pays off to uh, you know to experiment with it a little bit and and see where we can maybe kind of break free of the drip drums kind of kind of part of that jam. And, and I don't know, Brian, I, I'm really excited to hear kind of your thoughts on that. Cause I think it is similar to creatures in that way. It's like, and you've, it's just, it's got such a built in, you know, jam to it that mm -hmm. it's, it's, it, but, but it's enjoyable and it's easy, I think to, to, to stick with that. But yeah, I mean, I, I loved, I loved hearing these recent kind of fresh takes. So yeah, excited to hear what you guys have to say. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, we have we have another. Uh, Brian Tompkins was also uh, took took a nap at a different point in the show, uh, so it's good. You, you're not the only one who's falling asleep at the wheel here, Jive. And thankfully, you know, you weren't a, you weren't in charge of any setless threads, uh, so so all was good. Yeah, I wasn't at the wheel. That's the thing. You know what I mean? So I I have, I have that kind of freedom now. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I can doze off a little bit, you know, <laughs> exactly. After a big dinner. I was going to say I mean, long day at the court. Yeah, big dinner. Yeah. yeah. I'm beat by this time of night. <laughs> Take a nap. <laughs> Brian, uh, you know, we, we've been alluding to the fact that you have great opinions on this drip field. Uh, please share mm. them. I have opinions. I don't know if they're great. Um, so not, not all uh, of your opinions are great. This one is, uh, you know, uh, we can, we can go opinion by opinion and decide. <laughs> no. Um, so uh, hot, hot take here. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, objectively speaking, I think drip field is the best song this band has ever written. Um, and I think that that is part of the reason why it took, about a year to break free of it is it is just a display of full band musicianship and communication. Um, I remember the first time I heard the studio cut of this thinking that they weren't going to be able to play it live. It just sounded too intricate. It sounded too layered. It sounded too, um, you know, heavily influenced by the studio. It's one of those cool songs where you really get to hear that this band that, you know, I'm going to go on a slight digression here, but like the autumn crossing EP, um, the thing that hit me the hardest about that was they really use the studio to explore travelers and Elmeg. And you hear this band with a song like drip field. They really explored this song in the studio, but that didn't mean that they couldn't bring this to the stage and figure out a way to reinvent it. And throughout 2022, we got a lot of really good, solid, ever expanding, but never really type two versions of it. I think, um, is it 10 one? Yeah. The, the, is that the St. Louis one where Atlanta Rick is just the Ricky Garcia version. Is that Atlanta? Um, mm -hmm. you know, that's just beautiful, beautiful stuff. And I kind of thought that that was the limitation of it. And then we got March 25th, which up until this morning was one of my 15 favorite jams of this year. And part of the reason why I have that as one of my top 15 jams of the year was because this was the first time that Dripfield really moved beyond Dripfield. And it showed this ability for the band um, to really kind of explore the terrain, both within the song, but also where can this, this song, like the structure and the foundation of it lead them. And I agree with you, like the, the Missoula version, the Bonner version, whatever you guys want to call it locationally, um, that version was stunning. That is on my overall list. This one to me sounded like the first time that the band was within Dripfield, figured out a pathway out of it, and then built off of that in just a, a, a full band, communicative, democratic way that gets me really excited. It got quiet. It got hypnotic. It got rhythmic. Um, there were just like moments where it was almost silly and then moments where it was kind of creepy and then it would get really pretty. And it was just the full these guys are locked into a moment right now, jamming back and forth off of each other. Um, I have this jam right now as 25, which I could see it moving up. It just, it, it strikes a chord with me that um, I said this earlier in the show, you know, I've, I've found a lot of these jams to be rewarding from a peak standpoint, but almost too Rick focused, you know, the, the Rick gazing of, of, all right, let's just let the guy go off and let's lead to a peak. And there's definitely a reason for that, but what they were doing in this drip field is what really gets me excited for both the current state of where goose is at, but also where this band could be going and their ability to jam in this sort of manner, uh, just hits me in a really deep place. So, uh, I, I loved this version. I'm going to go back and give it another re-listen after uh, we get off here and I could see it moving up again. Um, it just, it feels like a fully complete version of the song that also 
leaves the door open to opportunities for them to continue to explore both within and without drip field. Thank you. Very, very, very well said. Uh, Neil. Wow. Uh, well, uh, you want to steal some takes? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't have much more to add after that. Um, there's plenty to steal. So I'll use that in a later episode for sure. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say this one thing, which is like when we're talking about drip fields, we think about this version and then the one that just happened. I think both are pretty remarkable, but rewind that even one more version on this tour and look at Boston and that, that yeah. version is fire. It's fire. It's like not a standard drip field. So this is more than just a blip of just two versions in a row. They're like, well, they did some things with drip field. If you think back to, you know, you had brought up um, Atlanta, right? Where it was just like, is this what drip field's going to be now? And then mm -hmm. now I'm starting to wonder, well, maybe they're just going to take this thing for a ride. They have a similar level of comfort with thatch now. Right. Where they're just going to go out and do 20-minute versions. Um maybe that's where drip field oh, is going and yeah, yeah no and i understand why it would be hard to do that with drip field but this version is super cool i think it has all of the things that brian said it did i think there's an extended section of just straight schofield riffing from rick that yeah. sounds wonderful we talked about that earlier today and i mean you know uh, adam friend of the pod who was on yesterday was talking about like there's just straight up like chank teases from a go-go in there but like uh, but like it is it's it's not like the main riff of chank it's like from like a solo like two minutes into the song right but which, it's, it's schofield phrasing it's that's my point which is yeah. like straight schofield riffing from rick he has hit the schofield button on his you know in his pedal board whatever that <laughs> is the thing is like i want to sound just like schofield and i'm going to do it with my fingers also so that comes in here and like anytime he does that i love it so there's just so much good shit in this jam. I mean, it's it's, it's wonderful. It really is good. It's uh, it's definitely one to talk about for a while. Would you say? Would you say outrageous? It is outrageous. I think whenever Rick is doing this Schofield shit, man, it is outrageous. It's, it's outrageous because he's so yeah. good at it, and I just yeah. love Schofield so much. So you know, this is again this show. You know, you know, we talk a lot about how we want the dark jamming, we want the evil jamming, but then then you get shows like this where they just do the bliss jamming and the upbeat stuff so so well. And it's just like, you know, it, it's just perfect. You know, the, there are ways that they can do a very easy path to a peak, uh, you know, that they're, and they're very good at it. But like stuff, you know, a jam like that isn't necessarily going to be in the conversation, you know, for top jams of the year. But then they do a bliss jam like they do uh, in this drip field. And it's unbelievable. Um, you know, I just want to mention again, the way that Peter's been using that marimba piano tone uh, this year and just, you know, the layering of the sounds on that Nord and he just keeps getting better at combining these things and, um, sprinkling it into the jams and just the percussive element that that adds while they're in a major key with, you know, Ben and Jeff on, on the drip drums as well. Like really, really good. Um, and yeah, you know, listening to this again this morning, I've just, you know, I'm blown away by this jam. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how drip field goes, uh, you know, for the rest of the year, I bet we're going to get a really good version in Flagstaff next week, uh, much to uh, everybody going to Red Rocks is horror. Um, but, you know, that's that's just my prediction there based on prior track records. <laughs> I mean, we can have zero show gap uh, repeats. Can yeah, okay, I don't want right. to draw you that up again. Um, <laughs> I have two, 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 two visual. <laughs> I have a lot of visual aids too. Um, two things. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan. You, I know you will know this. Uh, Elizabeth and Dripfield were both unfinished last night. 
Is that correct? Uh, Elizabeth doesn't have an ending, technically. Don't like they usually they, come back, though, in Sometimes they the do, the but it's not an essential part of the song. Okay. And therefore, but doesn't Dripfield get noted was... as unfinished. Correct. They, they kind of landed in like a spacey major key spot, and I figured they were going to play the ending. Um, and it sounded like, I think, Peter started doing it, but Rick was kind of like, no, nah, I'm going to keep riffing on this thing that I'm doing, and then we're just going to end it. Um, so it's it's funny to me when Dripfield is unfinished like that because it's like they come within like an inch of finishing it. But yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it, I'm, I'm just looking at it on uh, El Goose. It looks as though this is only the second ever unfinished version. The other one is uh, Riviera um, yeah. from Chicago earlier this year. It's it's interesting because like that that ending to Dripfield is beautiful. That's what gave us that Atlanta segment. Um, but for them to have the kind of freedom to end Elizabeth on that peak and and not try to force us back into the chorus and to end Dripfield without having to go back into the, the the coda of it, there's just something about that that strikes me as a band starting to like feel the freedom of yeah. a song like that, not feeling confined by the structure of the song. Yeah, uh, that's where you can get into an interesting space. Yeah, and I, I talk about that a lot. You know, we've seen a couple of unfinished All I Needs, like one or two, um, you know, Echo uh, in Milwaukee last week, for example. They didn't need to come back and finish it. And yeah, it, it shows the freedom. It's the we're going to go into the unknown. We don't necessarily need to find the song again, as great as that. The song is. becomes a launch pad at that point. Yeah, rather un unless than it's missed. Playing the song within a jam. Unless it's missed, in which case it should be finished always. Right, Chad? It's I, I, I don't even want to talk about that. I'm in a good mood. Uh, <laughs> let's let's not ruin it by talking about unfinished mist. It's a crime. <laughs> it's happening too much. All right. Uh, second set here closes with a nice psycho killer infused white lights. Really cool jam there. Uh, and then a slow ready encore. I like this white lights, um, especially, you know, watching the webcast like last night, the camera was on Peter as they started the jam. And, you know, as he started, you know, doing this, like, you know, taking it into this, like, minor key groove in the piano. You can just see, you know, he's always, like, smiling and stuff. But you could tell when he, like, finds a riff that's like, oh, like, we're we're cooking now, you know. And it, he just had this look on his face that was really awesome. But really cool jam in this White Lights. Um, you know, Psycho Killer's very cool groove to, to jam on here. Uh, and they do it very, very well. And then, you know, Slow Ready Encore, uh, always fun. You know, nice little dance. Um, but yeah, anyone got thoughts on these? Sure. You know, I'll, I'll say this in the vein of Yeti being new and interesting in a way you get white lights made interesting by infusing this tease into it. And it's an enjoyable white lights. It's another version of a song that maybe you can, you know, take or leave on a given show, but this one is cool. It makes, I don't know, it gives spice to the show that is just interesting outside of jams or bust outs or, you know, covers or, or things like that. It's just, this show's got a little something, you know, extra. And uh, yeah, I, I super enjoyed this version of White Lights. I listened to it more than once, um, which is rare. There you go. Awesome. And uh, yeah, sorry, before before we move on here, just Ryan Molnar says, Team Slow for the win. I, I would just like to uh, echo that and, and note that on the written set list last night, they gave themselves the option of So or Slow for the encore. And they picked Slow. Which I mean, right Goose is team slow. That's the right pick. Yeah, you know, you, they, it, it's it's fact now. Sorry, guys. It, it speaks volumes. Yeah, 
Wait, or, we're all, we're all team slow, slow on this podcast today, yes? Very, very team slow. I mean, do you like jams? <laughs> do, you like, do you like hip shaking? Yeah. I mean, Gyrating? Yeah. I mean, they can get a jam in, in slow ready. There are no jams in slow ready. Maybe there are yeah, Shout out there. Charlotte 2022 slow ready. That's a great one. Shout out uh, Athens, Athens 2023. Yeah. Amazing. Hey, the pines, um, pines, yeah. pines again. Good yeah. call. Good call. One of the one of the best segues. Listen, slow ready jams are notorious for having some of the best segues in goose history. Out of them, you That's know, the slow ready drive from the pines, slow ready hot tea. You know, you have that slow ready Arcadia from Atlanta in 2021, 11, 6, 21. That's a really good one. Um, you know, there 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 are many of them. Yeah. What is slow, slow ready drive? Moby? Yeah. Three eleven twenty two. I think also these, these two songs just tend to fit well in these slots. Um, I feel like the two times I've seen white lights have come towards the end of a second set or in an encore. And it just, it, it works in that spot. Um, the Psycho Killer Jam here was great. Slow Ready, I really, really like as a standalone encore. You get like a full, uh, you know, the buildup, you get all the synths. Uh, it's, you know, that kind of closing chapter. Um forgive me for the comp, but it almost uh, kind of reminds me of like just a standalone slave in the encore where it's just, it's, it's all about the emotional build and I really dig it here in this slot. And I thought it was a good way to close out this overall show that had some really cool little jamming in it. Um, and uh, this overall run here uh, on the other side of the bay. Mm-hmm. Jive, anything else from you here? No, I mean, it's, it's, it was cool. It was cool. Not much else to add. I mean, I was happy the slow ready encore, uh, just to bring us back full circle, uh, you know, the slow ready encore, you know, kind of tipped the scales for me with the, uh, with the back to back. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, is it unprecedented? Uh, did, did we, did, did we get a data check on that? I don't know, but, uh, yeah, slow ready. Uh, I agree with kind of, kind of what Brian's saying. It's, it's just a cool, it's, it's a fun way to end the show. It's a dance party. It's got vibes. Um, so yeah, how does a vibes guy be team so? Actually, uh, that, it's, just, it, that it, just occurred to me. Some things we don't know. Uh, you know like... yeah, anyway, <laughs> um, no, no, yeah, yeah, great show. Nice little run. You, you know, every time they do these two nights in the Bay Area, I really want to go. Um, and then I look to see how much it costs, and, and I don't. <laughs> But, right. <laughs> uh, but I got to make it out there at some point. I used to live, I used to live up there just North, North of the Bay. And so, yeah, it just, just another, another great uh, little two nighter and uh, yeah. Day off today. And uh, we got and then three right festival dates in a row because everyone and, knows that Southern California goose is a festival every single And then, uh, and then next week, I mean, the party of all parties, uh, you know, Colorado shows are always money. Two nights at Red Rocks. Uh, we're all going to be there. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be amazing. I'm 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 really looking forward to that. It's it's been a while. Um, uh, was that who was that? Was that Legvold? Legvold, uh, yeah. Dropping that in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it hasn't been quite that long. Um, I haven't been alive that long. <laughs> Believe it nobody, or not, nobody but, uh... believes that. Okay, <laughs> we all know. <laughs> Um, yeah, ha- half the people on this call, you know, don't leave the state of Colorado. Uh, so it- it's nice, uh, you know, that they're, that they're coming Refused to you to. Why, next week. Why would you? Uh, just Maybe. come to 
come to Red Rocks and we'll see you there. Breathe it yeah. in. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome next week. Uh, but yeah, we've got shows in between now and then. We'll be back on Friday afternoon. Cam will be returning to the pod uh, to talk about a show that we have heard this time after offering some insight on the unheard Cascade Equinox set uh, the other day. But yeah, they're in the Wiltern at the Wiltern in L.A. Uh, tomorrow night and then we've got santa barbara we've got a festival date uh vegas flagstaff and then it's red rocks it's hard to believe that eight days from now we're all going to be together very 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 exciting day i i for one can't wait um are, but... are you and are you and neil uh sharing a room this time or <laughs> there's no a lot idea. of people sharing a house and uh and we will see we'll see what happens i know i'm getting there first <laughs> So that is true. We'll I hadn't thought we'll about like, coming in late. Mm. Well, luckily, luckily, this is not a topic of discussion for this podcast. Um, oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today, Brian. Uh, it's been it's been a thank pleasure you getting you on here, you know, after we, we talk about you on every episode. Um, and yeah, you know, and th- thank yeah, you for I, coming to gloat, Jive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I think one of the last couple of times I was on, Brian was also on. And it's always such a treat because you're such a consummate professional um your microphone sounds amazing um, <laughs> we've, we've all been wondering I, I, what's I, maybe it's just your voice it's, it's the might just be your smooth voice. voice yeah <laughs> but yeah that's that is silky smooth uh and and then and then the takes flowing out of that out of that silkiness uh being so good yeah it's that's how i feel it's, whenever it's, peter's it's, dancing in slow ready it's <laughs> a real pleasure yeah it's a real pleasure no, you and, guys, you guys are amazing. I, you too, I love Neil. what you guys have done. You as well. I love what you guys have done here, and um, uh, I'm in constant uh, tension of sending Ryan a jam of the year list and and his edits and his takes. So, uh, you know, I just I just got to keep putting in the work. You know, here's where uh, here's where our here is. Thank you. Here's where Drive chimes in with, "Why are you sending them to Ryan? Send them." To I was him just instead. thinking that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Why the fuck would you send them to him? You just don't have my number, I guess. I don't. We'll know. make we'll make a new group chat here. <laughs> here we go. I'm gonna do it. All right. Yeah. The the seventh one. Anyway, we'll be back on Friday. Thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in and sharing your thoughts and listening to us ramble, you know, about fantasy goose. Um, but yes, thank you. Uh, and as we close out, uh. Brad Solari, good luck on the rest of the tour. Brian and Fantasy, hope I come back and beat you. Anything can happen. You know, all it takes is one egg from you, Brian. Yeah, yeah. I hope you don't. Um, but uh, but good job by you, Brad, for, for hanging in there. Um, you know, you're beating everyone except for me. So that's something that you should be really proud of. And I'm holding on to two points ahead of Neil. Anyway, we're going to wrap up. Uh, you know, before we get more off topic, thank you again. Uh, I've said this three times already, but I'm going to say it again. Thank you everybody so much for listening to this episode of always almost there day after show. Have a fantastic rest of your day and we will see you on Friday. Hey music fans. We wanted to let you know about music on the mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne dogs in a pile and saints and liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. 
It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.